Come on. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Andre Parody. Andre, are you ready to do this? Are we ready to do this? Yes, ready to do this. I'm born ready. Let's, Let's go. This. Andre is a relationship coach, an NLP practitioner and coach, an educator of effective communication, author, speaker, minister. I'm excited to have you on. Andre, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Man, so uh just a, a real quick background i've always my brain i was born with a brain that's inquisitive it wants to know everything like everything is ridiculous like curious about life curious about people curious about you know if you know something that i don't know i'm going to sit with you and go what do you got what do you got what do you got what do you got and all the details and the more like i just i'm a i'm a learner i just can't get enough i want to know everything so that's my brain my as a as a young kid i was born in a family where i felt and we just talked about this you and i that i felt i was born in the wrong place but i also felt like i was born in the wrong family these people were not my people they didn't like me i didn't like them we just it was it was not grooving it's very strange to feel like you're born in the wrong family now hmm. that all came to me at five when i could actually put my thoughts and my feelings that i had since i was born i don't belong here these are not my people like ouch right <laughs> like five years old i'm on my own but what happened with this and my all wanting to to know brain that was my temperament is <clears throat> i started watching people i wanted to watch people how is this possible first for this to be but then when i got to school watching people the more and the more different somebody was the more curious i was and i started became i became fascinated very very early since then with the human condition. So all of that leads into all kinds of lines of information with, because I'm a researcher, I don't think a musician, I'm a complete geek. I research, I research, I research, like that's who I am. So I have studied and researched the human mind, the human psychology, how, why people do what they do, why people get addicted, what some people don't get addicted, like why, why like one person will destroy by this event, the other person thrives because of this terrible event. Like that's fascinating, right? And at one point I tripped over, I've always taken personal development workshops since I was 23 years old. It's just been another, another way of learning. So whether it was for business, money, personal growth, like everything is come, everything's personal growth. Take a business workshop. It goes right down to how you feel about money and what you think you could produce and all the self-belief, right? So fascinating. And 2006, I'm invited because I was a workshop head and everybody was a workshop head. And in Los Angeles, there's a community of workshop heads. So you find the same people everywhere. I was invited for a free workshop. I was invited to be a guest on a workshop, a two-day workshop. and you know, these costs hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars. So somebody says, hey, it's on me. I work for the company. Come and join us. I'm there. But I was there before I even knew what it was. <laughs> and my question was, what's the workshop that I just agreed to show up for on, on the weekend? My day, my day's off. It's just like, oh, it's called Understanding Women. Hmm. Exactly, my, <laughs> exactly my reaction. Hmm. Now, you have to understand, <laughs> a little background for me is, I've always looked like this. I was a commercial dancer 
you know, I work with Michael Jackson, I work with Prince, I work with Paul Abdul, Hilary Glazius, you know, whatever. So I lived a life of artists in Los Angeles and worked with the big, big guys. <clears throat> so there was ease. I had an ease with the ladies, let's put it this way. As an artist, but also a successful artist, you know what I mean? Like I've never... I've always attracted sweet women. I never attracted the, cra the crazy, like the stuff that my friends would do with crazy, destroy, this, you know, destructive relationships, screaming and just tearing each other apart. I never did this. I was always attracting sweet women. You meet my wife and you go, oh, wow. Like just, she just to see her, like she's, you know, her essence. So that was always my life with women. So you're going to take me to a workshop called Understanding Women. I'm all like, really? Like, really? Like, <laughs> <laughs> with no arrogance more like am i going to be teaching this workshop i know how's, right like, kind of so i so i went in there sort of backwards because i committed but i'm like really am i too okay but when i got there it was an airport uh hotel at los angeles here and i, wa and I walked in the room there was 400 people in the room hmm. and i just exactly i went like uh oh something's going on here this is not cute this is not going to be whatever the thought I had, there's, there's something going on here. There's something is about to happen here. And sure enough, at the end of the workshop, my brain was all over the walls, like just like destroyed. Like I, the guy who had been ease with the ladies and women, the guy who attracted sweet women, did not do drama very much with women. But then I'm married, I have a baby and a toddler. And my wife is my angel. But I realized that day I do nothing about women. Hmm. nothing like nah uh, uh <laughs> thing and then that meant that also meant that i knew nothing about my wife and i found that i found that extremely dangerous extremely scary you know to 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 think that i might destroy our relationship or damage our relationship or we might not make it or become a statistic because i didn't know me right there goes my brain <laughs> like i need to know this because I have something at stake here. All my brothers and sisters are married, divorced twice, three times. One's on number four. I have my baby girl. My angel is with me. We have kids together. I'm not going to chant this, you know, or, or cross my fingers hoping that we work it out. Uh -uh. So, of course, I jump into the company, this entire curriculum. I took everything that I have to offer, everything. Within a year plus, I became a workshop leader for them. I'm a teacher at heart. I've always been as a dancer, choreographer, right? I'm a teacher. <clears throat> so that was a no-brainer. It turned. It didn't turn out with that company just like politically. It was too much, whatever. But that was how my whole life started. You know, from there, I kept, I kept studying because I wanted more. So Dr. John Gray, Mars and Venus... You know, Dr. Esther Perel, who's now famous, she wasn't at the time, you know, out of New York City. So uh, she teaches about intimacy and, and, uh, and sex and why people, like everybody that I mastered, studied with, they all have a specialty in the wellness relationship. Um, Shanti Felhan in the South, this big portion of like the dynamic of love and respect with men and women that we don't understand. And then here in Los Angeles, Dr. Pat Allen, who's a family child marriage therapist for 45 years actually trained people in her field so i'm not a therapist i'm trained by a therapist i have many more um what do you call it certifications and nlp linguists um, um 
<laughs> I have a book with all the certificates that I have. I have so much training. But these five masters really were the base of my work with my own research. So that when you talk about relationship dynamics, when you talk about relationship, um, how to build a healthy relationship, I could teach you with five different angles. The cocktail of my information that I have, I think, is without any arrogance, is untouchable. So that is not my life. <laughs> that is not my full-time life. I teach men and women one-on-one -on -one or in a group or in couple settings or small group setting, <clears throat> you know, all the ins and outs of a healthy, I call it a dance. If you look behind me, this is me and my wife, ballroom dancing. That's nice. how we started our lives. That was my life as a teenager. I started ballroom dancing into jazz dancing. But the, the, the metaphors for dancing and relationships are fantastic, right? Like these two people aren't doing the same thing. These two people are not bringing the same thing to the table, right? For a couple to look so effortlessly gliding across the floor, there's a, a, they're actually in exactly in opposition. She's doing everything he's doing, but backwards in high heels and long dress. Like that's a different challenge, right? He has to lead, yet he can't overlead her because he might hurt her. She has to be vulnerable to his lead at the same time you know, she's vulnerable to his lead, which means she has to trust that he won't spin her to a wall or a table or another couple. So the dynamic in the couple dancing is very, very similar to what I teach now. And that's my whole life is how do we get this in sync? How do we this this to work, right? There's two pe people coming together to create a dance. That's the relationship is a new entity. It's not me and you, it's us. Right. And in our culture, we don't teach this anymore. We never really have. But back then, because everything was more congruent with building a family, you know, and stepping into society as, you know, a couple having kids and try to steady life so the kids would go healthy and balanced. But we don't do that anymore. We kind of devalue this. So now we're, we're not coming together. We're, I call it disco dancing. Instead of ballroom dancing, we're disco dancing. Right, we come together, we move together, but nobody shares the bills. Nobody really wants to get committed. Nobody wants to, you know, in case of divorce, and we're going to test the relationship. But in that, there's never a commitment. There's never a dance. You never step on the dance floor together. You never get to do this and step on each other's toes and learn to communicate so that things glide and it becomes this beautiful dance. Right? When you see ballroom couples slide across the dance floor with such ease, it looks effortless. Well, there's a lot of practice there. They had to learn this, you know, and you know, she stepped on his toes and you know, when his lead, lead was too soft, you got the elbows to the face happened to me or the knee to the groin happened to me, right? That if I'm not sure, she's going to take it naturally. Exact same thing in relationships. And it's not that one leads 100%, follows 100%. That's the difference between an, a dance couple and real life. It's which Bring, which part do you bring the most that you want to bring the most that's more natural to you and which one does she and all the negotiating and the little details in between. It's not rigid. It's not black and white. It's not men, women. It's the coming together and all the pieces are negotiable. Oof, I'm sorry. That was a no, I love it. I think that, I think that that metaphor <clears throat> is, is just absolutely perfect. Um, and I, I appreciate you sharing the story about, you know, being a, a, a super confident person in your relationships with women and then having your eyes open with, oh, wow, I was just kind of scratching the surface. And then the idea that 
a relationship is like ballroom dancing where I independently need to know how to dance, but more importantly, I need to be able to dance with this other person. But where we're at today is like disco dancing where so many people know how to dance independently, but have very, very little knowledge or regard for being able to dance with, with their partner. Why, why has that happened? And is that something we want? Well, it's, you know, it started with a feminist movement back, you know, in the 60s and early 70s, the idea of, you know, giving women choices, right? Because it's interesting because there was always been focused on the women's suffering and in, in, in the limitation of lives. But men, that you know, back, back in those days, for, for millennia, there was no option. You know, there was no option. Women were mothers and, and wives and men just went to work. Now, you know, if you have no choice, it all sucks. But both sides, you know what I mean? Like a lot mm-hmm. of men don't necessarily want to work 60 hour weeks just to come home and be strangers to their family, strangers to their kids. So, you know, like all they could do is mow the lawn and say hi to the neighbors, have a beer and try to just <laughs> chill out till Monday. Like, you know what I mean? That's not, you know, it's not glamorous, you know, and raising kids is the hardest job in the world. It's not glamorous either. And from the diapers to the exhaustion to the time that it takes. So there was no choices. Okay, that sucks. So now we decided to liberate ourselves from choice. Religion kept people in line. Do you know what I mean? The fear of God. So people would like straighten up. Now that's that's in itself good, but it got over the top. So people resisted now. They wanted some freedom. They wanted some choices. They didn't want to go to hell for everything that they thought about or did. Right? I get it. I get it. So it started with this like kind of loosening up all these limiting things women's roles, men's roles, the religion's role, government role, like all. So we start pushing back. So originally the feminist movement was about, you know, giving women choices. You have now choices. You can be a mom or you can go to work, you can build a career, you can have a credit card, blah, 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 right? All great stuff. Except it didn't stop. It went from the 70s and the 80s, it became more of a machine of like, you know, get financially ahead first. And they kept pushing in the 90s. And so now women have no choice anymore. If you talk to them, they have no choice. They complain to this about me all the time. Now they cannot say out loud, my assistant is a young millennial. She's 27 years old. She wants babies. Well, she can't say that out loud to her friends. They attack her, right? Now, so now there's no choice. The choice is badass, boss babe, you know, don't need no man, go girl, right? That is a problem because, and even worse, if I'm going to take it all the way, this is not pretty, and I'm sorry, we're going to find a way to lighten this up, but this is heavy. No one did we, now women have to be super women, which nobody could do. They're supposed to be CEOs and have family, kids, a husband, and everybody's happy. None of them, it's impossible. The ones who do this are not happy. They're burnt out. They come to me with, I don't understand. I should be happy, and I'm actually miserable. I don't know who I am. You know, my, my, my kids miss out. My family misses out. My business misses out. I'm just, right? Interesting. So women judge themselves for not be able to have it all, do it all, superwoman, which is impossible. And on the flip side, we actually push the t- agenda that men are toxic, that we don't need men, that men need to be more like girls. They need to be more sensitive vulnerable, talkative, sweet, kind. Well, that's not really working either, is it? And if you're going to make half the planet toxic, 
you know, to start with, how is any of this going to work? So this is where it all came undone, right? We went too far on both sides. We try to feminize men. We have feminized men. We have them, you know, completely passive. And they will wonder why no one, no one, no one feels safe. And we have met women so masculine that men, real men, don't want to have anything to do with them. These are my So again, we took a, count, a, a, we took a system where men and women are so very different beings, right? Equally important, but different beings, you know, motivated by different things, like different things, or, you know, like to produce different things. Like, you know, we're just, what, what I think is exciting, my wife goes, really? And what I think she's, what she thinks is really exciting, I go, wow. Like, I'm, I'm going to fall asleep here, right? <laughs> like, we're, not, we're made to, to be different. We're actually made to be complementary. It's exactly the point. So if we take that for what it is, it's called, by the way, everything I'm teaching is nature and science. It's not my opinion. It's nature, right? Men and women are different, but come together, they create something bigger, better. You know what I mean? But, if he, but in nature on its own, a woman is very different than a man, and a man is very different than a woman genetically, chemically, right? Every species on the planet, the, the male and female is completely different. Again, complementary, not equal. Right, they have different roles, different purpose. That dance is naturally already difficult between men and women, you know, because we misunderstand each other all the time because we're different machines. So now we decided to not only <laughs> this is always difficult. Now what we did is we did this, we flipped the scripts, and we think we're gonna come together like backwards, you know, it's impossible. And this is where we're at. This is what happened. In the name of equality, in the, same, in the name of making the playing field even, it sounds good. It sounds fair. I know how it started. It just went too far. Now nothing's working. Get this. In a time in history, an entire human history, where we all have more choices, we can do whatever the hell we want without religion, culture telling us how to be, nothing, no boundaries, nothing anymore, where you know, women have all the choices, anything you want, Women, there's a lot of data on this, if you research, which I do all the time. Women are more miserable now than they've ever been in the entire history of mankind. More unhappy than their mothers, their grandmothers, their great-great-grandmothers. Because what's demanded of them culturally, you know, is, I want to say, unnatural. And that makes them miserable. Same with men. When you keep men from stepping into their masculineness, their, their masculine, you know, essence that makes a terrible person, right? Like the, the, the ones who are dangerous, the cheater, the liars, the, 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 the man who hurt women, the man who hurt society, the men who steal, cheat, lie, and not masculine. They're exact opposite. They're feminine. You know, they don't feel powerful and that makes them unstable emotionally. That makes them unstable financially. That makes them unstable Energetically, they're edgy, they're angry, and they lose their shit, you know, at one point, and somebody gets hurt. You see it? So, like, you don't neutralize men and think that makes them, by making them passive, that makes them less dangerous. It's the opposite. So, on paper, this whole thing looked fantastic. In, real in reality, it's a, a disaster. It's a complete disaster. Women don't like soft men. Men don't like masculine women. You know, people having babies out of wedlock left and right, that doesn't make for stable, healthy children. We know this. We need one of each side. So we have children now raised by one parent or no parent who cannot create 
healthy bonds in the world. So we have this epidemic of safe space and not not having no resilience to anything and not really feeling you not when you can't bond emotionally as a baby to somebody you the life as you grow as teenagers that think it this, this you know completely disconnected and you can't bond with anybody the rest of your life this is what we created this is a huge problem which is takes me back to my mission is to really kind of put a dent in that belief system and not go back to the 50s, that's not all what I'm saying, but there's a more modern way to build a life that is healthier for both men and women. Boom. Oh, that was a long one again. Love it. And that's uh, certainly, I think, I think that, that 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 absolutely makes sense to me. And whenever we we're, we're, we're now experiencing the effects, which you've just wonderfully laid out of what just taking the baby and throwing out with the bathwater yeah. kind of deal. So the way forward, and I respect and appreciate the mission of, um, the, of, of, of what you're trying to do. Do you work with single people and couples and, uh, just kind of let's, let's, let's close out with that conversation about, um, if that's the case or who you work with and, and how people can, can get in touch and engage with you. Sure. Absolutely. So I work with, Single women who can't find relationships and they don't know why they think there's something wrong with them. And there's nothing wrong with them. They're just overcalibrated, masculine. I work with men who don't know who they are and have no mojo for life or depressed, you know what I mean? Because they've never stepped into being a male appropriately because nobody would teach them. No role models sometimes or sometimes ashamed out of being masculine. So they get passive, but that just, just eats them alive slowly so but also with couples couples are invested so they have a lot to lose especially if they have children so they come i mean with you know that misunderstanding that happens between men and women so that's fantastic um so all of it really all of it uh i get more right now especially the past few years much more strong independent and powerful women who have everything but cannot find a relationship or cannot sustain a relationship or cannot even get a date. They can't even get a one date, like lovely, beautiful women who have money, career, cars, right? But they can't, like nobody's asking them out. And they, I know why. And if they get a date, the guy says, yeah, it was lovely. I'll, I'll call you back. And he never calls them. Like they, they, they think there's something wrong with them. They're, they feel that they're broken and they're not broken at the core. It's just over calibrated again. It's always the same thing. So I get, those ladies all day long, all day long. So did you, I have a gift for you listeners, by the way. Perfect. Let us know what it is. And then, and then how, how people can, can reach out and, and, and get in touch with you. Beautiful. So my gift is if any of this resonated with any of you listeners, male or females, and you want to know more about what I do, I I'm offering like what a free call with me completely on me it's it's the call that <laughs> costs about 400 dollars typically so it's an hour and a, an hour and 15 or so type thing and basically we go to what's the problem what is it that's not working for you what is it that you want and how do we get you there so whether you work with me in the end of not because it's an exploratory call we're going to peel the onion into why you're calibrated the way you are 
And this goes, this is a deep, deep dive into your psyche, but also into your, your childhood. Every one of us, you know, regardless of your life story, no one gets out of childhood unscathed. We come out with, you know, life kicks our butts. And so between the age of five and 11, we make decisions about ourselves that we're not good enough or whatever, right? We make decisions about ourselves and what we believe about ourselves, the world, life, and people. And these lenses kind of tint everything from then on. So when we find ourselves stuck 20 years out of childhood, 25 years out of childhood with, I always attract bad men. I never, like when you find yourself in a loop, we have to go back to the source. So that call, we go right into that. And if nothing else, as we peel the onion, I'll be able to, you'll discover with me within 20 minutes. I'm really good at this. Don't, what's the source of your de derailment, I want to call it, or you know, why are you so masculine as a woman? Why are you so feminine as a man? And then, so you can look at it for, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just your life circumstances. Now, that's liberating that by itself, right? And you'll find things out about yourself just in the, in the peeling the onion. And then what do you want to do? You know, you know, I could help you or it's up to you, but that call alone is a gift and it's super valuable. The way to get to that call, you, I, I have a landing page. If you go to andregroupcoaching.com, it takes you directly to my calendar and you would actually book a time and place that works for you there that's available. My schedule is nuts. <laughs> um, that's how you do it. My website, if you want to poke around me who I am, is uh, projectequinox.net, Equinox, E-Q-U-I-N-O-X. The Equinox is a perfect spot between dark and light. You see the metaphor here? I thought it was clever. <laughs> Men and women, the balance. I got <laughs> ah, you see it? So uh, again, I have YouTube videos on there and blogs and stuff. So you can spend the afternoon on the website. Um, I also have at Relation Dynamics on Instagram. Um, I have a Facebook page called Project Equinox with Andre, Andre Parody, and also have a uh, women. I have seventeen hundred women in this so far, and this is a private. So you have to. It's called Dating and Relationship Insights. Uh, there are quite a few, but you know, if you get a hold of me, um, you can email me at AndreCoaching1 at Gmail. And I can give you the link if you want to be so it's a, it's a, it's a free group, but it's private. So you have to be admitted in and uh, I post on there all the time, every day. And I teach and it's free stuff. And uh, every three months I do a two day event on, on, on uh, zoom. So you could jump in that. And um, like I said, and we'll talk about everything else that I offer, but that's one way to go and find me and then uh, either book a call and, or find some information about my work. Love it. Beautiful. That was a lot. Okay. <laughs> Just the right amount. Well, yeah. if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Andrea your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to andregroupcoaching.com and grab a spot on his calendar for that, uh, for that hour, hour and 15 minute discovery call. And we're big fans of getting down to the root of the problem, Andre. So I think that that's great. Go to projectequinox.net and check out all the great resources. And then I'll list everything else that Andre mentioned in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Andre. Thank you, George. Appreciate it. And until next time, 
keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.